1: Hello and welcome, welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays brought to you by Epic Real Estate Investing. My name is Mercedes Torres, known as the Turnkey Girl, and I'm lucky enough to be partners in crime with Mr. Matt Terrio, the guy who created the Epic Real Estate Empire. I'm lucky enough to teach busy professionals how to create passive income through real estate investing. And this week, I decided to bring on a very special guest, He is a real estate investment finance expert, and you've heard me refer to him on our show because not only has he become a personal friend of mine, but truly he is a wealth of knowledge and just full of amazing insight and just happens to be uh, an expert and run security financial mortgage. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. Aaron Chapman,
0: Aaron, are you there? And can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, Mercedes. Thank you for that very man. That was a that was an intro that had a lot of energy behind that. I very I got a rock star here. I'm going to take another shot so I can keep up. <laughs>
1: well you know i am known for the energy but you know it, it's innate us puerto ricans just have it in our blood and we, <laughs> we just have it all the time i wake up in the morning and i'm like good morning and that's like can you tone it down a bit No, baby this is what you marry <laughs> so
0: <laughs> i'm with you the morning is when i get it done my eyes nowadays are popping open at two thirty and three thirty in the morning and i'm getting at what i my plan is so when The rest of the world just barely groggily starting to move. I've already got four or five hours on it.
1: Ah, two thirty is a little bit early for me, but (laughs) you know I I could do the five a.m. Two thirty is a little much.
0: (laughs) Four thirty is my standard, Uh, but lately two thirty and three thirty has been a reality. I've got so much I got to get done, and I got to get at it fast.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh willing to bet that it has something to do with the current environment that we're in because in a matter of days this COVID nineteen and coronavirus has literally, I mean, drastically changed our world. And it has affected so many businesses across America. In fact, Erin, that is one of the main reasons I asked you to come on because um, I follow you quite a bit. And I just love what you're sharing. And uh, you and I are of the same mentality that when drastic measures happen, there's a reason for it. I know you and I both believe it. And um we somehow seek the opportunity uh, and always look at the brighter side of things. So one of the reasons I brought you on is because as a financial expert, I wanted you to share your take on on, on what's transpiring, the state of affairs, and really the opportunities that it brings. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Erin. Tell me kind of your take on what this whole Coronavirus is doing to our state of affairs as we speak.
0: So, with that that whole virus thing to begin with, you know, my wife is in the medical industry. She is uh, she's in the the emergency rooms uh, of the of a hospital here local. She is a charge nurse. She's a trauma nurse. She's one of the most highly certified nurses within her within her hospital. And you know, when all this started to come about, they they weren't that worried about it on the hospital side because it's, it wasn't new. This is something that didn't. It wasn't something that uh, that was new data on how to deal with it, but the response of the masses is what has impacted everything. You know, the virus itself, the market, um, the, the, how business is going. That should still be able to go the same way it was. All life has always gone. It's just humans have reacted in an extreme manner. So if you look at everything that's ever occurred in our in our history, it's because masses have moved one direction or the other and created this massive panic so where does the opportunity come in this kind of thing is people are drifting all over the place, looking for something solid to grab onto, you know, it's, it's like, it's like being at uh, you know, being out on the ocean and you've got uh, got waves crashing. A storm is raging. They're looking for something to anchor to. So the opportunity is for people like yourself and myself and others within the industry to develop that ability to become that anchor, be that point where people can latch onto and you remind them of the basic principles of business. The basic principles have not changed principles always stay the same. tactics and strategies that will change with your environment. So go back to the basics. And that's what all I'm putting out, the content that I've been lately hitting every couple of days, basic principles and how you treat your business. I've got tons of people freaking out right now reaching out to me and saying, "What am I going to do if I do, if, if people can't pay their rent?" Like it's happened to people throughout the ages that were landlords that people don't pay their rent. You find a different route to you, you. One, you should have been building your business up with, with some pretty good reserves because you get cash flow, right? Nobody's buying these houses without cash flow. If you're buying a house and you're expanding your business into another market and you're putting going to your pocket to main your, maintain your business already, you bought the wrong property, right? You're already a poor business person, right? But also, there's going to be a way to handle it. Wait. There'll be time enough to resolve the problem when the problem happens. Let's focus on what you're going to do today. So that's that's kind of the opportunity I see that we have is continuing to get people back to where they started from and remind them of what they should be doing on a day to day basis and it all starts here with the mindset. The only re- same reason I wear the damn hat is so when I put it on every day, it puts my mind in the right mindset.
1: Absolutely, no, I, I couldn't have said it. Uh... Any better than that, Erin. Um, I know we talk about going back to the basics. Let's get specific. Give me three basics that our average listener can go back to if they're in the world of real estate investing and, and in the world of either um, you know, buying and holding properties or building their portfolio. Share basics with me.
0: The number one basic I think that anybody needs to be doing is developing the human capital right? The people you have around you, your team, that's where you started from. That's why I have told everybody, you got to get your team first. You got to know who you're working with, why you want to work with them. And then you start exploring the nuts and bolts of how they will be working with you. But if you don't have a relationship with them, if you have not cultivated that relationship, you've not maintained that relationship, that's where you failed. Get back all the people you're dealing with. Get back all the people who are helping you run your business and keep that relationship strong. Find out how are we going to deal with this? If you've got to let, I mean, your tenant is part of that. Your tenant is part of this group. They're, they're involved in your business, right? They're your customer. So maybe you got to reach out to them say, make sure they're doing okay. Check on your tenant. See if they, if they need any help. I'd reach out to mine, got a great conversation. If I got to drop a hundred bucks or whatever off the rent because of their scenario, then, then, damn it, you do it because there's a good chance everybody's got a hundred or 200 in there. You've got to help that tenant because nobody wants turnover, right? Turnover is a much more expensive than a little bit of a discount. So you hook them up for a little bit. We're all in it together. So that's the first thing. Cultivate the human capital. They're not your damn slave. They're not somebody that you need to be, you'd be digging into their pocket for whatever. You're going to need clemency from somebody possibly. You start by giving it yourself. And if we want to give them some real basics, get your ass out and get the damn Bible out. Dust that some bitch off. Look at what, all the Beatitudes in there, everything that was in there, You follow those principles. It's amazing how it applies to business quite well.
1: No, I I agree. I happen to have done the same exact thing. I reached out to my tenants. Um, You know, my portfolio is a little large, so I have property management help me with that. And I am very uh, proactive with my tenants. And I know exactly who is still in the service industry where, you know, they have to provide those that work for, you know, the doctors, those that work for uh, the restaurants that are, um, you know, still open at, uh, you know, the 24-hour drive-through. I reached out to those people last because I know that they're not hurting for a job. Um, So, yeah, no, you're right. Reaching out and and doing the basics is is really, really
0: important. Um, And ultimately relationships is everything. We've we've proven that proven that over and over and over again. If you're not willing to keep fostering and communicating and building those relationships, and don't point any damn blame. Holy crap, is that just kicking my ass right now? I can't begin to tell you how many people want to get on the phone, have a finger pointed away from them at everybody else. Because you know, I even had people. I think I talked about it, one of the things I sent out this last week. People called me up say, "How did you not see this coming?" Like if the Surgeon General of the United freaking States, you know, and the and the chairman of the Fed did not see this coming. There's no way in hell Aaron Chapman would see this coming. And if I did, if by some chance I did, believe me, we would not be on the phone together. I would not be here. I'd be I would have my own country somewhere. I'd be <laughs> running around chasing animals, exotic animals in my lung cloth with my pocket knife, doing some really crazy crap. Because that's what when you're that rich, that's what you do
1: yeah you know, I always talk about on the podcast nobody has a crystal ball, and I usually refer to it based off of what the market does. Nobody can predict an epidemic, you know that's not something that's within our control. so uh, for the most part, I have the conversation of, look, this is what's happening, and let's just make it work and so uh, this is one of the reasons why I decided to invite you on here because yeah, we're all faced with a, with something that has transpired completely out of our control. What we can control is what we do and how we handle it. So let's make the best of it to find a way to handle it together. So I'm sure. glad that you mentioned that. Um, so we talked about the, the relationships. We talk about reaching out to those people. Um, I want you to tell me a little bit about what, what's going on in your world for lending. I know that we still I still have a pipeline that's closing. um, And that I see is not being affected. Um, My, you know, my, our clients are still closing um, and I'm seeing rates dwindle a little bit. So talk to that a little bit, uh, Aaron, and tell me what's the market doing right now when it comes to lending?
0: So we, within my little team, you know, I've got a team of, I guess, as of today, I got a team of 20, because we just hired two more. And what we're doing is we're just moving the ball as fast as we can. that to that closing a lot of people have been locked a lot of people are getting closed but those who who you know we were waiting to even order an appraisal had some time out those locks were were not done and about the sixth of this last month the market took a major header into the concrete uh because of you know margin calls on wall street the banks that had all that capital that that they needed to put in to make those margin calls and others who held who held certain assets had to sell their bonds they had to sell treasuries they had to sell mortgage-backed securities and when they did that our market in that in that respect plummeted therefore driving interest rates up significantly damn near overnight we've seen uh an unprecedented move precedented move in interest rates to the negative so when we were at in the mid mid to low fours last month i'm in mid to low fives in literally overnight it happened really quickly so but as I'm watching the trades go day by day, you got to be like a bond trader. I'm watching the money move in and out of the, mortgage, the mortgage-backed securities market, which is where people need to be looking at—not the—not the Fed, not the Treasuries. It's not tied to that at all. It's tied to mortgage-backed securities. I've got a lot of my listeners right now going to watch the the, the Big Short. They're supposed to watch it this last weekend because that tells you where it came from. Well, if you can track it, there's an outfit. There's a uh, website, MortgageNewsDaily.com/slash MBS. You got to put the slash MBS as a mortgage-backed security. You got to change the coupon in there. There's going to be a chart in the middle. You're going to see the UMBS 3.5 pop up. You want to click on that to the UMBS 4.0. That's the closest you'll get to see the trades. And is it trades up, meaning improving, more money's flowing into that market, meaning interest rates are going down, supply and demand, right? It's a commodity. The greater the supply, the lower the cost what we have right now with all this pandium, pandemonium, we had a lot of supply shrinking, but massive demand. So let's call this the toilet paper index for a second. So what's been the supply of toilet paper lately? Are you asking me? Not in your house. I'm talking about like <laughs> the grocery stores. I'm not, I'm not, you don't need to walk in the bathroom. <laughs>
1: No, it's insane how the the supply or you know we're demanding toilet paper because of this whole ordeal for no reason at all in my humble opinion.
0: Exactly. The, so so the supply is low, right? They've taken it off the shelves and the demand is high. So what what do you think the price of toilet paper is today? Oh. Is it going on sale? Of of course not. It's skyrocketed. Exactly. So the exact same thing happened with mortgage-backed securities. They sold off those assets to pay those margin calls, right? Therefore shrinking the supply significantly. But in but what we have is a whole US, I guess the real estate buying or area here. I guess everybody within the in the US that wanted to buy real estate or owned real estate wanted to refi it or purchase it in mass quantity. So if the supply shrinks and the demand went up, just like the toilet paper, the price went up, meaning the interest rates went up. So when you look at the demand, what's crazy about the demand side of it, if you look at the U.S. economy, and we talk about the mortgages being paid, there's over $11 trillion in mortgages in service right now today. So it, it, there are some analysts that were looking at this saying, you know, we believe conceivably that there was, a half, there was $5 trillion in mortgage demand just because of this decline in rates. Now, $5 trillion in demand, that's how many people want to either refi or purchase. Well, the mortgage industry as a whole. I'm one, I'm a licensed loan originator. I have my license hung with this outfit, security national. I don't own it. I don't run it. I just run my team within it. And we as an industry, 300,000 licensed loan originators, we're only capable of processing two trillion a year in business, but we have five trillion in demand and they want it done this damn month. So think about that. Two trillion possible in a year and they want five trillion done right now. So you can imagine what my phone looks like as far as the calls, the texts, the emails, the incessant, just over and over and over again, wanting to, wanting to, where am I at, where am I at, where am I at? I want to, I want to lock in these rates and we can't lock in those rates because they suck right now. Yeah. So when you think about all that, in reality, there's, they're, they're not going to give a better rate. Even if the market improves a little bit, they're not throwing that in quite yet because they got to quell the demand. They got to slow this down just a little bit. Now, we're, th- we're going to see those rates come back down to where I'm going to be locking 80 loans in one day. Yeah, That's how much I've got sitting there waiting to pull the trigger. And I'm going to lock myself in a room. I'm going to have me a big bottle of something and I'm going to be <laughs> clicking away.
1: Yeah, and when you say those rates are going to come down. Now, Erin, I know you don't have a crystal ball because yours is in the shop like mine is. But are you feeling that those rates are going to come down like overnight, just like they rose to us overnight? Or are you feeling it's going to be a long minute
0: before that those rates hit rock bottom kind of where we sit right now is this is a really weird answer to give because i I really wish i could even remotely figure out what it's going to do but when i'm watching these things trade i'm watching that where the mortgage-backed securities are now we should be going down just because of what's going on but they're so unstable that they're holding off and actually releasing i think it's going to be a day that they're going to see that those pools maintain their position for a few days then they're going to publish what would be a just a normal publishing day. We're going to click on that and see it and be like, oh, crap. And we're just going to attack it. But I think what's going to happen, then we're going to see it reverse again on top of us because there's going to be so many people attacking those locks. So I've got not only myself, i got three team members, and I've got um, the guys at my secondary marketing department within the company monitoring it. And I said, the second you see anything going to this direction I need it, I need to be notified immediately because I'm going to just block the entire world and focus on just securing Rates because if we don't grab it, then I think it's going to spike again on us just because of the demand.
1: Yeah, you know, I was part of the mortgage industry when it all happened in 2007, 2008, and so I know exactly what you're talking about. And you did an excellent job, Erin, at explaining what's going on because I couldn't have explained it as great as you have. So thank you for sharing that. So I know that um, in the world of fear, people just do really stupid things. Um, And it's just the fear that is paralyzing them. And I kind of always say, you know, the one thing that helps overcome fear is just preparation. I always say, prepare yourself, whether it's, you know, uh, I don't know, pick up a new language or start your second job now, or not your second job, but start that dream business that you've always wanted to start in this downtime. I've I've always gone against what, what the market or, or what the industry is doing. I want you to share with me, what's the wrong thing to be doing
0: right now? Standing still. So let's think about this. You know, put yourself in a, in a battle, right? And if you've got bullets raging all over the place, the last thing you want to do is stand still. Start moving. And as far as I'm concerned, you move on the offensive. I'm leaning into this. I tell everybody, you don't take a step back. You don't get on your heels. You lean into it. Because one you know or something that's going to happen, cooler heads will eventually prevail. People will finally settle down like, oh, that was not that big a deal. Oh, I did the wrong stuff. And what they're going to want to do then is like, oh, we better jump into this before everybody else calms down and start buying some real estate. And anybody who backed off is going to lose their position. I've got p- tons of people right now. Maybe I need to wait. I was like, no, you're locked. You got, the lower, you got a, a 1% lower rate than I can get anybody else right now move forward. A lot of them are and a lot of them aren't. Yeah. And they're gonna come back and they're gonna beg to get back in line. It's like, I'm sorry guys, the, the line's back there. Yeah. I know you were standing here, but guess what? It's back there now. Yeah. You know, so um, that that's that's why I'm advising a lot of people you lean in right now. You know, Warren Buffett, he's one of these guys, he's not I don't know he that he's an overly brilliant man, I think that he is, but he's not overly, he's not he's not a superhuman. Right. He says that when it's like this, when there's blood in the streets, it's when he gets greedy. So what most people do is they're like, oh, I'm going to run away from the blood. He's like, no, I'm stripping down. I'm going to go swimming in that shit. Yeah. So we got to think about it that way. Right now, it's all over the place. Every time you see people get really, really wealthy and they have make huge advances in their life, it's when the rest of the world's falling apart because it's separating you from the rest of the, of the herd. Get out there. Stay moving. Stay motivated. Don't slow down. Golly, that just kills me. When I see people start to pause, you're going to get shot. Go. Keep on the offensive. That's
1: exactly what I constantly say. You know, when I started investing, I actually started investing during the short sale boom. I was buying properties when everybody was losing their shirt. Why? Because I had prepared and I had positioned myself. Not that I had a crystal ball because I didn't. I was working for a mortgage lending company that was doing subprime loans. I saw the writing on the wall, and I prepared. I saved all of my money as much as I could. So when everyone started losing their homes and started doing short sales, I was the girl that was negotiating them and buying them. And that's how I started in the industry of, of uh, real estate. But I will say, standing still serves nobody. So absolutely, prepare yourself. Jump in. And you know, on Friday, I had a conversation with somebody that didn't want to lock their loan at 5 and, and an eighth. So that's 5.125. Mm-hmm. And I just had to stop the conversation and say, you know, 5 years ago the rates were at 12%. You know, maybe not 5 years ago, it was actually more it was more like 10 years ago. But at 12% and now we're at 5 and an eighth. It's like are you kidding me? You're not going to lock a loan Because it's five and an eighth when maybe the week before last, it was four and three quarters. So, yes, standing still is not going to serve anyone. And just staying in action is what's going to make a difference during this really unprecedented time. So, Erin, I always learn so much from you. So, if there's one thing you want to tell our 450,000 listeners that listen to us every week, What's the one thing you want to say that's going to really make a
0: difference for them today? Well, well damn, you only give me one? Yes, one. <laughs>
1: because if I let you ramble, you're going to go on with about 10. So maybe one or two. I've, I've got that? a
0: couple of them here. So number one, I want to, I want to piggyback on what you're saying with the rates. Because when you think about this, yes, rates got really, really low. I mean, there was one day I was able to lock some people in, I think, 4% on a 20% down. It was, it was amazing. Um, then there's an, in fact, one of those guys is not, well, I'm not going to get into that. So there is that, right? I personally have from three years ago, my, one of my 6.99% and I never refinanced. I still have it, but it's still doing well for me. So our rates are right there in the middle between that the lowest I've ever locked in my career and 6.99% I did three years ago for my own personal investment property. So when you think about where we are today in the mid fives, there's a small 0.00001% of the population got lower rates than the people can get today than all the way back to the, when the cavemen were lending each other bone tools and you're bitching about it? Yeah. Jump in. Move freaking forward. I, I, I'm still just boggled by people like, oh, that's such a high rate. It, it, the fives? My house, my primary residence is in the fives and I haven't refinanced that thing. No, are you kidding me? The other thing is, is I'm trying to, I'm, I'm all about the content you need to drive to people huge. And hopefully you're okay with this, but you know, I have one of the reasons I was up at two third in the morning this last week is because I was finishing book number seven. I've got four of them right now published. And these are ones where I'm trying to push people to do specific things for their life. They're little books. They're not real big, 30 pages or less because I think that, um, you know, well, my, my, my publisher didn't like the fact that I don't have a spine. So you can't put the, uh, the, the, uh, title right there. I told him you got to have balls to go spineless, man. And that's what we're doing. So the first one is all about getting it right with your head, getting it right with your heart, write it down, and you end up with your ass where you want to end up uh, getting to. So I'm encouraging people to get their hands on that. Gratitude is an economy. It's not some mystical pinata floating around that's going to give you stuff if you exercise gratitude. The other, this is my big, this is my big point for everybody. You need to quit jerking off. (laughs) Quit wasting time. Yeah, Seriously, quit it. And the other is just a really, really kick-ass story as to why I wear the hat. So the main thing is I want people to uh, to start getting the best data you can, find the best processes, start following it, and don't change it because the, the situation changes. Figure out what you want in life and just focus yourself there, point yourself there, and do not stop. And when you get there, you find something else. Nobody climbing Everest just stops on Everest and kicks back because that big bitch will kill you. You get down, you find another goal.
1: Awesome. And so, Aaron, uh, two things. Where can they get these little mini inspirational stories that you have written? I don't know if they're stories, they're actual life, uh, your life, personal experience in these books, but where can they get them?
0: So you can go to Amazon right now. You got to look up the QJO initiative as in the quit jerking off initiative. You, <laughs> you search that in Amazon, it pops up, you know, they sold out their first order they ordered a bunch, and in four days they sold them all out. And then they had to take a long time to finally get another stockpile. So they're now at cover price right now. We also go to Barnes and Noble; they've got them too. Um, and so my publisher got more put out there. So um, that's the two places you can get them at the moment. And like you said, there there are personal. It's personal information, things that I lived through, that I was able to put a life lesson towards, and be able to give some to give out. The I wrote a big, big book. And I decided rather than releasing one book with one cover that nobody's going to get through one chapter at a time, wrap it up with a, with a, a cover and get it out there. And I've got seven written right now.
1: I absolutely love it. Now I'm still on the bandwagon of Freddie and Fanny. as of today still allows you to purchase up to 10 properties with only 20% down. And as I say, every episode, I don't have a crystal ball. We don't know how long that's going to last. But for you to jump into an investment property at only 20% down with a rate of maybe five, five and a half, it's the opportune time to jump in. So if somebody wanted to apply for one of our loans, Aaron, where would they go to get that ball started?
0: AaronBChapman.com, A-A-R-O-N, B B as in boy, C-H-A-P as in Paul, M-A-N.com. If you get there and you see a redneck sitting on a porch, you're at the right spot. (laughs)
1: truly my friends he does look like a redneck but self-proclaimed so I love it Uh, and, and he embraces it And for those of you that just want to reach out to talk about what the market is doing or to get help on your rental, because with our portfolio, trust me, we can all support each other, feel free to reach out to me. I am Mercedes at epicrealestate.com or go to cashflowsavvy.com, download our investor's guide to passive income, or just reach out to me and schedule a call. I will be more than happy to have a conversation with you about. What the heck is going on? So Erin, I cannot thank you enough for your wisdom, your time, just your insight about really what, uh, what's going on with this COVID-19 and how it's affecting us. And I just really, really want to thank you from the bottom of our heart just to have you share your wealth and your wisdom and your knowledge with us. I very much appreciate it. And I thank you very, very much.
0: I always appreciate the opportunity to hang with you, Mercedes. Thank you.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Anything you want to add to our listeners? Any last closing words?
0: Yes. One last closing word here, guys. Uh, When it comes to that 30-year fixed, that whole situation, there's no better instrument that you can have in your portfolio. You're never paying it back. When we think about the money, dude, you get to raise rents to pace inflation. Of all things that's ever happened in the history of our economy, other things have dropped, rents have always gone up. They may have flatlined over a one-year period between 12 and 13, but they've always gone up. Think about that. You get to raise rents. They don't get to raise the payment on that 30 years, and you're doing it with a, with a deflating instrument. You're paying them back with a dollar that's losing value. When you add up all the dollars you pay them back with, regardless of what the interest does, you never, ever even get a chance to pay back the principal. It's an amazing thing. Do not discount that.
1: Oh! I love it. Such epic words. Mr. Chapman, thank you very much and have an epic day. Thank you.
0: Do you have doubts about your current plan for retirement actually panning out? Imagine revolutionizing your retirement plan so it pays you right now and in retirement. Change one thing, one time, and that revolution can be yours. That's bad news for Wall Street, but great news for you. We're cash flow Savvy, and we'd like to offer you free information that will show you how one simple tweak can cause your retirement plan to pay you right now and in retirement, and it's yours for free. For the secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know, go to CashflowSavvy.com. That's CashflowSavvy.com.